is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Everson Walls, and Bill Jones. And welcome into Talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio here at the Star in Frisco. Here for the next 45 minutes, give or take. Rob Phillips in for Bill Jones. Everson Walls borrowing my pen real quick. <laughs> real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Mickey Spagnola to my right. Kyle producing. Hope to get Bill back tomorrow. But we've still got Cowboys and Rams to talk about today. It took you guys a while to get here, man. When I'm first, when I'm here first, that is a scary thing because I am <laughs> always the late guy. That was a, a press conference, Mick, that ran longer than we expected. It did. It started a little later than expected. With Jason Garrett, yes. So, yeah, I think the combination of that, <laughs> we weren't late. We just came down and we were finished. Hey, I was I was about to start the show, man. I, I was about to. I'm like, man, you guys are in big trouble. I'm about to start the show. There's nothing wrong with that. A little stuff. Everson Walls time. That's, That's right. right. I'm ready to kick off this show, man. I saw it was that two after. I started putting my headphones on. I was ready to go. He's got he's got the badge, and now he wants yeah, to, to lead the, the show. He is y'all turn it over. Y'all to him. see the gauntlet upstairs when I came in? Yeah, right. <laughs> High fiving me. He's official. He's official. So yeah, that's nice stuff. He is official. And we're official, and we've got some. You know, we, we still got a matchup to talk about today. We can take your phone calls as well. Haven't done that in a few days. 888-855-2297 is the number. Anybody happy out there? I've never. Have we ever received a phone call? We haven't. Since you've come on, we've just uh, kind of. Uh, uh, that's a bad sign. No, we <laughs> no, just tried to. Sign. Oh, good sign. Okay, we didn't. Okay. We didn't. We didn't need any filler, you know. <laughs> you yeah. Go. All right. All right. We're just right. just establishing that chemistry, you know. Mm, keeping them on hold, huh? That's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to some today if you guys want to chime in. I'm sure there's plenty to talk about. Cowboys six and seven, Rams eight and five. Rams trying to get a wild card spot. Cowboys trying to cinch this NFC East up. And stop a second three-game losing streak, huh? It's been a while since they've kind of been in this situation. Which which team? The Cowboys being six and seven. Not only that, with the potential. Yes. They've never been in this position with the potential to have and still be in this position. Usually, if we're talking about a three-game losing streak, then we're talking about a not a very one of good those team, average right? <laughs> cowboy teams yeah. back in the Chan Gailey team, you know. Well, one you of have those to go back to 2015 when they lost Tony Romo for what 12 of the 16 games and yeah. didn't really have a suitable backup. And um, well, that was you know I, I I forgot those years. 2015. Yeah, I forgot that those yeah. games. I forgot those games. Was, I tried to put that out of my mind. That was <laughs> uh, we had a carousel of. Oh, court, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, Mark Sanchez, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Castle, mm-hmm. Brandon Whedon. And you know what? If you go back and look at that season, they lost a lot of close games. They were in some games and lost them. And it kind of reminds you of this team, except these last two games haven't been so close. That's been the difference. And what's funny about this, Mick, Jason Garrett's press conference just now, there was some talk about the Rams and the matchups, and we did some of that yesterday. We can do it today. The storyline of the big rematch from the playoffs, we're not really talking about that because of the 
the situation this team's in and the Rams are are scrapping too. I mean, you know that this is not this doesn't feel like a big heavyweight rematch that we've talked about because it's more about these teams' individual struggles, issues, and trying to dig out of it. Well, survival of the fittest. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and kind of the disparity of of records now. And they're sitting there at eight and five, and you're sitting there at six and seven on a three-game losing streak. They're on a two-game winning streak, and I think three of four, Cowboys have lost four of five. So yeah, I, I think that minimized the attention on, um, you know, how big this game, uh, I guess, could have been. It is big. It is big. It's big for both teams at this point. But we expected both teams to be at a much, much higher level. Yes. We were looking at these two teams possibly before the San Francisco uprising. Uh, we expected these two teams probably to be in the championship game. And, and I think you're exactly right. And, you know, and they're like one game difference from being one game apart. If right. You, if you think about it, they both kind of not – played to the level they played last year, at least to this point. Anyway. But you know the Rams fans, uh, they're feeling a little bit better about sure. what's going on than we are. Yeah, especially, I mean, two straight wins. Uh, defense has played markedly better with Jalen Ramsey. I think since he's gotten there, they have I, I think they've given up more than 17 points once. It seems like that's when their turnaround actually started. And that's, that's saying a lot for a cornerback. You know, he kind of injected a little bit of uh, – he seems to be one of those guys in the locker room that would come in and say, hey, everybody wake the hell up. <laughs> you know, he would seem like he's that guy. Uh, did you see the, uh, the, the training camp entrance that he had? Oh, Mick loved it. Mick I, wanted to do that himself <laughs> in Oxnard with the Brinks truck. Yeah. I can see Mick coming out with a Brinks truck. What do you think when, I, when I, we have a contract like you had and we pull in with a Brinks truck? Hey, listen. If I would have done that, I would have. That was more of a ghetto type of uh, entrance. You know what I'm saying? If I was going to do it, you got to go all the way out. I would have come in. I would have been dressed to the nines. You had a top hat on, right? Yeah. Looking like Mr. Monopoly or somebody. Mr. You Monopoly. Know? Yeah, you come in. You got to come in with the bags of, 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 of money. And then you got to have. A gauntlet of, of, of beautiful ladies, you know, that you can kind of, they'll be dancing on the side, or cheerleaders or something like that. And you go down that little, that little, little you know, aisleway there and, and, you know, while they're chanting your name, you know. How do you go, Jalen? Go something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but if you're going to do it, you got to do it like that. that was do it different. That was yeah. kind of low. That was kind of low. For somebody talking about having so much money. That was really kind of you know a low income uh, advertisement thing. How do, you, how do you think Tom would have reacted to the Brinks truck pulling up in Thousand Oaks? Oh, Tom! First of all, Tom. It depends on who it was. Tom would have just turned his back and act like he wasn't there. You know, <laughs> just like he did. Like you could be a broken leg doing practice, and Tom would be like, "Oh, can we just move it down? You know, out of the way." So, yeah, I can. I can remember. The, I don't think the needle moved that one summer when. Uh, Tony kind of held out a little bit and then showed up mm -hmm. late and everybody was standing outside waiting for him outside that dorm <laughs> to show up and he pulls up and you know it was like the king just got out of the car and yeah, Tom, I don't even think he even mentioned it, right? Okay, you ready to go to work? Let's yeah, go. It's just, it was so monotone. Everything about him, you just didn't expect much. The only person that really shocked him probably was John Dutton. Uh huh. You remember John? Yes. Yeah, yes. John, John, I think John was the only person that scared Tom Landry. Everybody else, he was okay with it. You got all these, you got Too Tall, you got Harvey, you got Randy, all these monster mammoth guys. But John Dutton was the guy that actually scared Tom. Tom acted like he didn't hear John 
every morning when John. And, and you heard, yeah, you, you heard, heard John, John every yeah, morning. That's a big baritone <laughs> voice. I think it was the voice that scared Tom more than anything. It was, those were the days when, uh, you know, you just tried to see how much you could shock him. How much could you shock Tom? And, and that was the, the thing. How much can we shock him? And we never did. Brinks truck would have done it. <laughs> nobody, oh, no. nobody did that back then. <laughs> that was a, you know, that was a message to the Jags. He wanted to get paid. Rams will pay Ramsey at some point, mm-hmm. I would assume. And he has had an impact on their defense. Um, what else from Jason? Injuries. You want to get to? Sounded like Dak was fine with uh, functioning both hands. Uh, even though he had some tape on his on his right hand, he sprained that index finger uh, in the game. But sounded like he threw the ball well. From and from what I heard, he did. Uh, so I think that's good. Um, Sean Lee. He he showed up on the uh, injury report with a a peck and a thigh, and uh, he, who was it? He did not practice. Yeah. Whose peck was it? Yeah. <laughs> or which side of it? I don't know. <laughs> Whose thigh was it? You know, right. he's had that at points throughout his season. And I don't think it's prevented him from playing, which is encouraging. But usually his day off is Friday, not Wednesday. Right. And they had a pretty good uh, physical practice, I understand, yesterday mm-hmm. with a uh, uh, increased focus, I was told. So, which is a good thing, right? You're six and seven. You better be focused. I think. What does that entail? Didn't didn't Zeke say something to that about uh, somebody asking him about being focused? Yeah, he did. And he goes, we're six and seven. We we better be focused. He goes, that should be the focus right there. So, uh, and then, uh, you know, it was encouraging. I think we talked about it yesterday. Jeff Heath was supposed to practice and sounds like he did uh, on a limited basis. And uh, you know the only Anytime other person he makes contact, he's gonna yeah. You can wear that. You can wear that brace all you want, yeah. right? But it's still gonna hurt. Yes. The um, the hit he laid on one of the Pats receivers. I mean, you could tell. It, I think I don't know if he re-injured it, but he certainly well, aggravated one to of the his point shoulders. He had to come out of the game. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt he, he Every, re-injured it. Yeah. Time, like you yeah. said, contact can can really. And fire that he's up. gonna keep on re-injuring it. I mean, even from falling, you're gonna re-injure it. Yeah, it's just a matter of how much pain you feel. I mean, obviously he's going to be on some type of a medication or something. I mean, you got to you got to have something in you to where it, even though you don't want it to affect your decision making, but he's going to have to be on some type of pain medication. He's to me, if he does play, he should be extremely restricted. Uh, if we have a chance of doing anything, uh, not just in this game, but for the rest of the season, you're going to need all the DBs you can take and. Let's 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 just be real. We've been doing okay mm-hmm. without him. We were okay with him. Yeah, and we've been doing okay without him. I can't see us being. I don't. I don't think the stats were were markedly different from when he was in the game versus when he wasn't. So I'd just say let's just hold him out as long as you can because the backups are doing an adequate. And I, I stress that adequate adequate job. Yes. At, well, at it, filling in. And that's a great point, Everson, because I think they're one of the games and they're running together, Jeff was really just on special teams, just kind of running down in coverage and wasn't on defense. So maybe he can do something for them in the game. We'll see. I know Mick, you've said they miss him. I think they in a I couple think different they do. special teams. I think teams they and do defense? from a leadership standpoint uh, back there. And a guy that kind of diagnoses things and uh, you know he 
we he's I think, a guy that the fans always want to replace. Let's be honest. I mean, that's we've been hearing that for and, years. And that's fine. And, and that yeah. But but uh, you know, and, and he he's kind of quiet in the locker room. But I think on the field, he, he he's not. I think he's he's a pretty good leader out there. And, well, he, and they're missing those. Guys. He's not shy about throwing it in there. Yeah. So it's to to me, it's just a matter of having the ability to make the play. You have a guy plays with a you know plays with his head a little bit. Uh, not as athletic as you want him to be. Then you might have another guy in, uh, the replacement, Thompson. Is it Thompson? Thompson's yeah, yes. a guy in. He's yep. very athletic. Uh, he seems to be a little bit uh, heads up as far as uh, instincts are concerned. But surely not the leadership that we want back there. So you're kind of trading it off. More athleticism, less leadership versus the other way around. So, you know, either you're going to be in place you know, because you you anticipated what was going on, you're going to be right there to make the play, or your athleticism might allow you to make the play, even if you might recognize it a little bit later than usual. I'm with you guys. I think he's been underrated in terms of his presence back there. Special teams, too. We've been talking about special teams all all season, and he's a guy that is a starter who will continue to contribute there as long as he's healthy. That's what we used to do. They had, but uh, We used to have uh, starters play. All special teams, pretty much. I played what kickoff, coverage, uh, punt return, field goal block. Really? You're gonna, yeah, yeah. You're gonna get in as starters. We were always uh, very integral to to the success of the special teams. Just by the way, we had all the the, the veterans in there. We took pride in that. Me and Billy Joe Dupree were trying to hold up. Uh, Big Dexter Manley for <laughs> the Redskins. <laughs> so, you know, they put him out as a gunner on, on punt coverage for them. So Did they really? Yeah, yeah. They, they did that all the time. Not just uh, not just Dexter Manley, but the other one. The big guy. They had two big defensive ends running down as gunners. And Billy Joe Dupree came out and helped me because he was a bigger person. Usually it's me and Victor Scott. As another DB, but it was me and Billy Joe Dupree. We whipped his butt. I was gonna say that's no easy task. We whipped his butt, man. <laughs> and I, you know what? If you got a gunner that's crazy, I worry about that guy. Yeah, yeah. He is. <laughs> Dexter crazy. Manley was crazy. Yeah, he was definitely crazy. Yeah. So they've got uh, eight uh, other guys listed as limited. Um, Any of those concern you for Sunday? I think the Sean Lee one does. Yeah. I think the other ones are guys that have, and then also uh, the punter with an abdomen injury. He hurt himself in that game and made it through. Punting too through. much. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, can you guys wow. let wow. the kicker kick more? Punting right? too much. Uh, I, I'm worn out. Uh, good that Pollard was back out there, limited. Same with Antoine Woods, and really the only other guy that was out was um, was Vander Esch, and I think we're just going to assume that that's going to be for a while. So. Should we be concerned about the punter? Because you know, yeah, you don't have a backup guy, right? This is this is huge right now, guys. That's yeah. a fair point. Uh, We've I, given up a block. Jason told us last week after the game they felt optimistic about him mm-hmm. coming out of it. So we'll see. I mean, barring a setback, I mean, you think he'd probably be good to go. But yeah, what's your what's your you got to get the field plan. goal kicker? The field goal kicker has maybe, to. Maybe that's why he got signed. Maybe he can punt, too. We didn't ask that question. <laughs> we did so, not so ask now that. Also, wait, the punter is the holder. Yes. yes. Correct? Man, we got a lot of stuff going on here. That's very astute point there. Uh, that's a couple a different roles. On here. And, and Jeff Heath's the backup kicker. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 
if, you we guys, wanna, if we want to take it another step. Uh, we're doomed. We're doomed. This is it. It's over. It's Murphy's Law all over now, again. Murphy's Law. Continuous. There's a very easy solution to all that. Score touchdowns. You're absolutely right, Nick. They because, you know, if you score a touchdown, you can go for two, right? All right. With that, let's oh, wow. take our first break. We've got a couple callers holding. We'll get to those next on Talking Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas. Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Mick, once again, don't miss your chance to take a photo with Santa, Santa Claus <laughs> at the star this holiday season. Santa will be at his Cowboys fan-themed set within Fans United right here at the Star in Frisco District now through Christmas Eve, December 24th. For more information and to book your photo, Mick, visit thestarinfrisco.com slash Santa. Mm. Santa Claus taking reservations. Good job, man. I wonder if you can go to Open Table and do that. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. You book a city, you know. Santa for one. All right. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Rolling along here. we got a few minutes left in the show. we got a couple callers here. Let's start off with Nebby, our buddy in Maryland. What's up, bud? Uh, 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 hi, guys. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy you too. Holidays. Uh, 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 oh, and also, ha- happy belated birthday, uh, Mickey. Appreciate it, Neb. He looks um, belated, Neb. Uh, uh, yeah. um, 
Um, <laughs> listen, I just want to say that as, as poorly as we played lately, we still have a tremendous opportunity in front of us. Mm-hmm. We control our own destiny. We just have to to get our act t- together and start playing a uh, 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 good football mm-hmm. and go on a run. We uh, 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 we can do it. I'm fired up. Uh, 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 go, <laughs> He's fired up. Uh, go, Thanks, Nev. Way to go, Nev. That's it, man. Go, Cowboy. And see, he's right. I mean, we we have to just get on the road. We just have to get on the road. We talk about how the Rams were able to win that – of the Philly, I'm sorry, was able to win that ugly game. Yeah, we need – I don't care what kind of win it is. If if it's ugly, probably the uglier the better. Because as much as we think we're this team of style, we're not that team anymore. We lose ugly, so let's win ugly. You know, let's just let's just get down and dirty, gritty with it. You know, let's let's have Dak go ten for twenty eight. You know what I mean? One hundred and eighty eight <laughs> yards. You know, maybe a pick and a touchdown, and and Zeke might go eighty eight yards. He might fumble once, but he's gonna get a receiving touch. I mean, just ugly ways, uncondition, un, un, un uh, traditional ways that the, you know the way the Cowboys are used to doing it. But let's let's go against that. Let's just see if we can just, you know, grind one out to where somebody goes, oh, man, this is the most boring game ever. And then, boom, boom. we win it. And you win. That's all I'm – that's like Philly. Yeah. Like Philly. Nine to three, style points be damned, right? <laughs> Nine to they three. Don't, they don't don't give give you don't want to give them any, any touchdowns. <laughs> Whatever it takes. You don't just get anything for style points. <laughs> but I think, Everson, you really hit on something a couple of days ago. They do need some type of play – to spark them, some type of momentum-changing play. And when you look the last time they had a th- – I can't believe they have two three-game losing streaks in this season. I, I, it is just beyond me. I, I never would have thought that. But they ended their first one against Philly, and it was the defense that did it. The takeaways, short fields, quick change possessions, things that, that fired up the crowd, fired up the team – the offense had a shorter field, and they were able to feed off of it. That, to and me, is what they got to do. If I recall, that win, was that also after a three-game? It was. That yeah. ended it. It was – they had to – boy, they were facing a, the prospect of going into the bye week with yeah. four straight losses, yeah. and the defense really stepped up, and I think it's got to be that. Well, I mean, when you look at that game, that was the closest game to me that I've, I've felt the energy. It's the closest game to the, Saint, the Saints game. You know, just the energy that the crowd, you could feel it in the crowd pregame. The guys came out. It was as if they were another team. Mm -hmm. They didn't even seem as if they were that team that lost those three games. The energy level was there. The competence level was there. No turnovers. uh, Took control of the game from play one. From, from, From the kickoff, you knew that this was going to be a different team. That's the that's the team I've been waiting on in doing these last three winning streaks. These last this three game winning uh, losing streak rather. That's the team I've been waiting on. Us too. You want to hit the phone lines again, gentlemen? Sure, let's go. Raphael in Georgia. You're up next on Talking Cowboys. What's up? Hey, what's up guys? How y'all doing? We're good. We're good. 
Everson, man, it's good to see you on this show, man. I remember you guys. I've been a Cowboys fan since 77, man, so it's good to see you out there. How old are you, man? You're an old dude, huh? I'm 47, man, but I look pretty good for 47. I bet you do. I bet you do. As long as I keep the computer to look good like Nikki, I'll be okay. There you so, go. Yeah, well, you got to get the Jack Black, Get the man. Jack Black. You got to get the Jack Black, okay? Man, I am a Take Jack Black fan already, man. Y'all, y'all sold it on me a long time ago, so let me do the commercials, Nikki. I'll do it for you. <laughs> Please, we would like for you to do the commercials instead of me. <laughs> hey, much respect to that last call. I listen to him all the time, man. I just keep him prayed up, man. That's pretty awesome, Yes, man. sir. Um, I got two quick things. I know you, got, you guys got to roll. Number one is about the offense. Um, I said this a while back. I think I talked to making them last season. Um, do you think that it's probably something that we could do as far as um, our offensive coordinator is to just kind of scheme stuff different every game so that people can't pick up what we're doing? Maybe. Like you talked yesterday, they talked yesterday on the break about how they can scheme Cooper to do some different things so they kind of get open to him instead of him being a second and third read. And then secondly, I don't know if there's a big drop down from – Vander Esch leaving and Lee coming in because I saw Lee in a lot of plays last week. So, what do you guys think about the linebackers too as well? So, we're going to get this one this week, man. Have a great one. Thanks for speaking with me, guys. Thanks, Rafael. Appreciate it. Uh, we kind of touched on the linebackers. Everson mm-hmm. really insightful yesterday about the problems they've had in the run game, stopping the run, and how it really starts with that front four affecting the linebackers. It really does, regardless we, if he's in there. Yeah, we talked about how. Uh, the the role of a defensive lineman at times is to impede the progress of that uncovered offensive lineman that's next to the one that they're going against. So you're already lined up on the offensive tackle. Now, if that guard has no one covering him, you also have to just hold him up a little bit before he just comes blasting off of the line of scrimmage. So now, if you don't do that, the linebacker's under duress uh, as, far, as far as the running play is concerned. Now, when it comes to a passing play, that's when the play action comes in. We think about Dak doing the play action and going deep and how successful he was with touchdowns and passes over 20 yards with the play action. The way it's, it's ruining our linebackers' confidence is now that play action is working them over with the running backs in the passing game and the tight end. So all of a sudden, you've got Rudolph back here in the Vikings game catching one-handed passes. You've got running backs that have really been giving us problems in the passing game, whether it's a screen or whether it's them being isolated in the slot. Things we've tried to do with Zeke where we've been unsuccessful. So now, first you're worried about the running play because the linemen are getting off on you. Then now you're going to get sucked up on the play action and the tight end is going right down the seam. So that's why we've been compounding our run issues with our problems with linebackers covering those intermediate routes from the tight ends and the running backs. Yeah, and I don't know what else. Um, I mean, the offense, we talked about it yesterday with you know lacking the big plays. Is that, is that the coordinator's fault or is the way teams are playing them? But I, I went back real quick and looked, and since that Minnesota game, it's like every touchdown they score, and they didn't score any against the Patriots, it seems to be they're grinding away. It's not like a, a huge play. Uh, the, the, the 19-yard touchdown pass to Cooper against the Bears, okay, somewhat of an easy, but you still had to drive all the way to the 19 to do it. And then in, at the end of the Bills game, the, it was a 15-yard pass to Ventel Bryant, but that was at the end of the game too. Since the Minnesota game, they've just had to grind and grind and grind. What did you see 
coverage wise against Amari against Chicago because I don't think he was targeted until the second quarter and a lot's being made of road home he's not involved as early and often on the road versus home I don't know if there's anything to that or if it's the way teams are playing him well after that first drive I don't know who was targeted <laughs> if you think about it right because there was a bunch of three and outs yes, right away yes it was and, and, and again targets right okay uh, but they they've just had to grind away so much. Here's what, Minnesota here's, was the last game that they actually had some big plays in. Here, here's the here's the problem that the Cowboys have been having: red zone. Okay, they've had problems in red zone. What you're gonna see is we're gonna have to start scoring, obviously outside of the red zone. Right. More aggressive on the thirty, on the forty. We're gonna be more aggressive down the field. I mean, we should be because once we get down into the red zone after fifteen plays. Now here we are in the red zone, man. This the, that's the grind. That's when that's when when your margin for error is very slim. It's even slimmer than going down the field. So that's the issues that you have. I look for them to try to go down the field as we get on the other side of the fifty and just start. You got to start taking your shots. You have to loosen them up. San Francisco when they played against the Saints, the Saints are an excellent red zone team. San Francisco became um, creative outside of the red zone. What was that? The, uh, the the reverse wide receiver pass to right. yeah. the running back. Yep. Yeah. See, you change things up all of a sudden. They saw uh, something in the linebackers, and we have the same play where you've got the play action to, to Zeke, and you've got the end cut coming behind the linebackers who've been sucked up. They did that four crucial times in the game, crucial times, because they saw something. That's something that they don't usually do in San Francisco, but the offense coordinator saw something. He didn't just go by the script. They changed the script. First four plays, San Francisco passes. Mm -hmm. Never done that before. Four for four, Garoppolo. Come on, who is this guy? All of a sudden, he's the man. That's because they changed the game plan. (laughs) Instead of going in with the same listed, scripted plays, they changed everything up, and that caught the Saints off guard. Eventually got the 49ers a win. Red zone, yeah, you guys are right. I asked Jason Witten about it recently, and he said, to your point, Everson, it just gets tighter down there. They haven't been ahead of the chains down there a lot. They've had some minus plays. And also, I mean, they've also just they've taken some shots, you know, some fade routes or some stuff in the corner of the end zone, and it hasn't hasn't worked out for well, them. Well, I mean, we, we, we've and, done that before. That's no surprise. Yeah. When we get down there, that's what we do. Yeah. So, yeah, you might as well start playing for it. And as a defense – why don't we start playing for it? Yeah. Because they're doing the same thing to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got anything else over there, Mick? Well, um, the other thing that I think would help out, um, and they've gotten a couple here the last couple games, is longer runs. You know, Zeke's kind of breaking out. Now, if they can get him on one of those and get a 40-yard touchdown or something and start making people more respect that at the line of scrimmage, uh, maybe they get more one-on-one situations in the in the passing game because what teams I'm telling you what teams are doing is they're they're, they're bringing pressure and, and they're backing and they're up, backing up. and it's right. like everything's in front they're of us keep now. it all in that's so why if Zeke they want to do been, that that Zeke's got to take one he's you know? got to take one but that that safety's always going to be back there because right. they're so deep right yeah so well, you're going to get the runs run his skinny butt over. <laughs> <laughs> 
score outside that yeah, red zone, that's right? The game plan. Yeah. I think that that's was right. at the top of the game you plan. Should put yeah. that on the page. <laughs> Run them over. That's the game plan. All right, let's wrap it up when we come back on Talking Cowboys. 888-855-2297 is the number if you want to join in before we wrap it up next. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor US Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say... It's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. Got a great idea for you. Go to Jack Black and send your holiday list packing. Free two-day shipping right now with your $75 purchase. Now, this is a limited time offer. It's two days. Go to Jack Black and use the code <laughs> SHIP and shop now. Wait, have you got the website right? Yes. Go to Jack Black. Get jackblack.com. There it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> but you, I guess you can well, Google Jack You know, if you're going to Google it, you're not going to Google Get Jack Black. You're no, no. They, Google they, now you Black, say right? www. Let's, yeah. let's just go through the whole yeah, Absolutely. Make it, make it easy on them. <laughs> Ship. <laughs> that was intense. Is that it? That Are you still intense? going? That yeah, was intense. No, look at all the things you can buy and get free shipping. That was intense. You know? Man. The way you read it, man, I'm it just, just makes me want to go out and get some Jack Black, dude. Call it. The callers are in on it too now. Oh, nice! This close nice. this closer set is really good. You get a, a razor, beard lube. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got it right this time. That's right. I'll and tell Bill. I'll tell Bill you got it right. I'll tell Bill you got it right. This He'll time. be very pleased <laughs> yes, to know that. That's He's probably sure. listening right. <laughs> now. Probably. Probably. I'm sure, yeah. All right. We might have time for two calls. We're going to try to get at least one. Nigel in Atlanta. You're up next. Hey guys, uh, long time caller. Well, long time listener. First time caller. I uh, wanted to really just kind of talk about the coach for a while and just kind of give him props. I don't think enough fans do that. Uh, and I kind of look at stats. You know, since Jason Garrett has been the coach, he's really built this thing. And, uh, you know, he beats the division year after year. Uh, people look at the 8-8-3, eight eight you know, the first three 8-8 eight eight seasons. But 
since then, if you eliminate the one season losing season, he's won 65% of his games, including this year. You know, and you can't ask a coach, in my opinion, to just win 13 games a year every year. And, you know, no one's trying to fire Andy Reid because he doesn't have a Super Bowl. You know, I think we reset, keep Jason, and look forward to next year. And I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Ooh, that's and a, that was uh, Jason Garrett's agent. That was a, that was a different call. Nigel. Were you expecting that? Uh, no, but you know what? You remember how I always tell you what happens in the locker room at the health club? Some guy today was like, you know, and, and he goes, what year was this guy the, the NFL coach of the year? I said, well, it was three years ago. And he goes, yeah. I said, well, yep, we know this is a – Year to year, day to day league, unfortunately. So people talk to you now when you work out. Oh, yeah. 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 Because at first you said nobody. No, no, apathy, right? No one wanted to say anything. Last couple days I've gotten (laughs) questions. They're back into it. Are they? Yeah. I I mean, I'm with the caller. I I know I'm in the minority here, but uh, I'm a Jason Garrett fan. I really am. I, I wish he'd take care of his business a little better, no doubt about it. Uh, I, I have higher aspirations aspirations for him, but um, everything the caller said was true. But the only stat that really counts is, what, two playoff wins? Yeah. In all those years. The numbers are great. Everything he talked about was amazing, but those only two playoff wins, it's like we got this, this ceiling, you know, that uh, we're fighting against. And unfortunately, and we, can't, that, we can't break through it. Those we two wins double it. what anybody else has done since 96. Wow. Right? Well, that's, that's kind of like Jeff Heath then, right? Wade, Wade, I mean. Wade got one. <laughs> Wade got one in 2009, and Jason's got the two after that. It's been a long stretch. How old were you when they were the kicking butt? When, in 95, when they won the Super Bowl, yeah. I was uh, 13. Wow. It's, yeah. So, I mean, look, yeah, there's. I get why you fans are bad, frustrated. Man. Huh? I thought you were older. No, I'm a little, I'm not, <laughs> thank you. I'm not as young as I, or as old as I look. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's kids driving that have, that don't know, weren't alive when the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. That is why the Joneses talked about next step. Steven said that all offseason, next step, next step. It is a frustrating time. I will say this about all the talk about Jason's job security. I don't think the players listen to it. I mean, we've talked to guys in the locker room the past couple of weeks. Mari Cooper had no idea. Had no idea. He's like, I just don't get on social media. I don't do that. Lyle Collins. I don't think that is factoring into their struggles. I really don't. I just think they're just not playing winning football. You got it's not I, I I'm not as concerned about what factors into their struggles, but what's going to factor into their uh Getting motivation. Yeah. yeah. What do they what motivates them? You know, because it's it, we've had these moments. Two, three-game losing streaks. Yeah. What motivates you? What motivated them for the Philadelphia game? What made you come out all of a sudden and start playing like the team that we're accustomed to seeing? I want to see what what that was, and let's 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 du- duplicate that. You know, you talked about if you were when you were live and saw everything. Just think how many people weren't alive when the Cowboys strung together those 20 consecutive winning seasons. Wow, yeah. That's you know, on the Hall kinda, of Fame out there. It kind of reminded yeah. me because we had Roger Staubach on the happy hour last night, and he was talking about – we started talking about his last season, which was 79. 
you would have been in college. They lost at to the Rams. Point. And they lost to the Rams. That's right. And, and his recollection of the season was, because they had the great win at the end to beat the Redskins to get in the playoffs, and, and I remember him saying, he goes, yeah, and he goes, that, that was kind of a down season for us. And I'm going, okay, I think they finished like 10-6 and six mm-hmm. and won the division again. Well, they lost the first round in the playoffs. Yep, and back sure then, did. after you had gone to the Super Bowl like three, so 75, 77, 78, and then you don't win a playoff game, back then that was a down yes, year. Yes, it was. It really struck me when he said that. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, that's the standard that the they standard had. It was a little bit exactly. different, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the winning continued until the 86 season. Uh, the twenty consecutive winning winning seasons. I was there, Spags. I was. I yes, saw you it. were. I saw I it myself. There. Actually, yeah. I arrived when when the <laughs> the string of playoff uh, appearances ended in '84. Remember, you got beat by Miami the right, last game right, of the right. season. And, but but people don't realize. If I'm not mistaken, even before that game, we were already eliminated. I think you you you, you I think you were. Because we it, it was, and it ended up uh, in nine and nine and yes. seven season. Yeah, Is we were right? already eliminated before that game, yeah. but there was still just a lot of hype around it. Remember, Marino hit the pass at the end to was yeah. it Duper well, or he, one of those? It du- was Clayton. Clayton. No, no, I was on Duper, so no, there was no <laughs> Duper. He hit the other guy. There wasn't no it Duper. Were, yeah, was it? no Duper. No, no, <laughs> no. But Mark Clayton went off on us for two almost identical uh, plays, deep end cuts. And uh, he ended up going, crossing all the way across the field, going down the sideline. I, it was at it was at the Orange Bowl, and I remember we came down early because we thought the game was over. And then we're standing in the end zone, and he caught that pass right in yeah, front of us. Yeah. Well, let's get a couple from Amari Cooper on Sunday, right? Yeah, get, get get that winning please. going again, Cowboys. Rams on Sunday. Sorry to Gary in South Carolina. Call us back tomorrow. We'll be back. Please, Gary. We'll be here. To wrap up the week, the break is next. We'll see you then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?